I've been searching for someone. Whenever I look before my eyes, there you. Okay, what's the what's the lyric? What's the lyric? You know the lyric. Tuesday, you play the game. You got it. That ain't that old. That ain't that old. It's old enough. Girl, I thought Girl, you were about to give me like pull out some, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you one Tina thing. Or the last time that I had somebody on here, they fucked up and they didn't know who the artist was. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what the song was. What it was, was it? Prince. When doves cry. Oh, come on, man. Playing. Yeah. So <laughs> that's playing. what that's what happened. So welcome back to another episode of Laughs and Lessons. We're gonna keep this dynamic going. It is your girl Adrian. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I am here with two very fantastic people. My family essentially. Um and we about to get into this thing. So each episode starts with a segment entitled Let's Argue. And um, <laughs> unpopular opinion, whatever the case may be. Prior to us recording this episode, I said, let's pull this mic out because we was having a really good conversation. So, question, unpopular opinion, let's argue about, can you be a pro-black individual and also like and want to be around and date and have friends, whatever the case may be, be very fond of white people. So that's a lot. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I'm really, I'm really fucking this up. You're right. You know, y'all. Please excuse me. I've had I thought we were a couple mystery guests. I have. Y'all could have been mystery guests, <laughs> but I need to introduce them because I've already told them that they were family. So they have to excuse me because I have been. Sipping on a little bit of the alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not perfect. I'm human. So I'm going to give my guests an opportunity to introduce themselves, give them your names, and collectively, I guess, if you want, three things that you think that the people should know about you. Go. Okay. Uh, my name is Ebony. Three things that people should know about me. I am a new mom. Come on, and- new mom. Yes, I, I'm, I'm a new mom is number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is I'm a new mom of twins. Mm. Number three is my twins were not planned. They, um, I just got extra blessed. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so in full drive mommy mode. I can, the only three things that I can think of <laughs> relate to me being a mom now. Hmm. There's a lot more interesting uh, facts about me, but, you know, I have mommy brain, so... As of right now, those are the most interesting things about her. My other guest that's sitting here with me, just give us your name and I guess three things about you that people should know about you. So my name is Kenny. Um, I guess my things are similar to Ebony because I'm a father, a father of twins. It's my baby daddy, y'all. And um, I'm also an attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, you know, that's really all I have to say about me so far. But we can go further once we get into the once we get into the conversation. I'm missing one. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing about me is that I love my baby Ebony. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, my heart strings. <laughs> I can't take it. 
your baby mama. Oh, it's too much. All right. <laughs> so, yes, Ebony is actually my cousin. And Kenny is her man, so he makes him my cousin, too. Um, <laughs> I Okay, so let's just get back into the actual conversation. Um, original question. So, um, I remember the question. Um, so, what I was going to say is... Um, there's so many different ways. Like, duality is a thing. And beyond that, in fact. So it really depends on the individual and the way they choose to interact. Oh, man. You got dark in here, y'all. Excuse us. Yeah. We don't know what the fuck is going on. And I, I can't feel like see we're nothing. Mood. This is nothing. weird. <laughs> Continue. Okay. So, um, oh, man, I lost my train of thought. Damn, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> it's all types of sound destiny, but y'all used to that. Y'all used to that. So let's sound just keep effects. it going. Keep okay, it going. so. It was on purpose, right? No, no it was an accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, in my opinion, it really depends on the person and the way they're interacting with people outside of their race. Um, so, specifically being pro black does not mean that you're anti-white. Absolutely, I agree. I think that you can definitely interact and be social with white people. You can have them as peers. Um, They can be a part of your social circle. I think it becomes a problem when you have... And not even a problem. I think that I would be looking at you kind of funny, side-eyeing you like this is kind of shady if you're a pro-black person and you say that you're you prefer non-black people mm. in your social settings um, in, in terms of the people that you want to date, in terms of the people that you want to marry, your friends. If you are a person that says, um, you know, I'm pro-black, I'm down for my people, Black Lives Matter, you at all the rallies, but then you turn around and be like, oh, but I only date white women or foreign-looking women, or you say you're not attracted to black women or you say you're not attracted to a certain type of black woman for Mm. example dark skinned women Mm -hmm. then I'm looking at you kind of funny because it's like if you're pro black then you're pro all of us and you shouldn't put non blacks above us there should be no exclusion correct right okay understandable and I agree with that um I definitely consider myself to be a pro black individual and like you said I don't that does not even I don't it does not mean that I'm anti-white. Mm. I acknowledge the fact that where I come from, where my people come from, and how I am treated and how my people are treated in this country. So therefore, if you have any type of brains inside of your head, you know that this country is ran by white people. You cannot live in a country ran by a people who have... Mm. Oh, Jesus, my chest is hurting. Let's mm-hmm. talking about this. But you cannot live in a country that is ran by people who deliberately put black people at the bottom of the bottom from the very beginning. We would not be here under the circumstances we are if it was not for white people. So therefore, there's no way that I can have a proper respect for white people unless they give me a reason to respect them in a different way. So... I don't personally I do not believe that 
like you said, it's like you said, as far as the duality is concerned, like I get that. But like, I don't like as far as like people who are saying that they're pro-black, but then like actively seek out white women, white, white men. Mm-hmm. I can't see how you can be pro-black and do that. Right. Um, and I totally understand that. And because um, I'm pro-black and I know for 50 facts, I'm not going out seeking out these people. No, I totally understand that. And like we were saying in our previous discussion, I think a lot of it has to do with the way human nature has changed. Um, in the past, we often dated based on our social circle, based on the people that we had access to that we interact with. Mm-hmm. Now, with um, the Internet, the way people move um we have a much broader span of people that we have access to and it's like we can kind of cherry pick what we want in a person Mm. and um so to say to see that so many people specifically say oh no i only will date this type of person or i only like the way and you know what and and i think to be a bit more specific this question it seems to like both of our answers are kind of geared towards dating preferences Mm. Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily because i think like if it's your social circle just the people that you're kicking it with and everything it's not the same thing you know well i would have to disagree with that because i feel like some i mean like you can definitely look at it as people seeking out like a romantic partner that's of a you know a black a pro-black person seeking out a white person Mm -hmm. And then you can also look at a pro-black person or whatever, you know, if you consider yourself a pro-black person, only hanging around white people. I don't think that it's just in a romantic setting. I feel like... No, you're, you're right. I, I you're know. Right. I think I've came across plenty of black people who claim to be, like, down for their people, mm-hmm. but yet they only surround themselves outside of work mm-hmm. <laughs> with white people. Right. Oh, you're absolutely right. Um, I wasn't thinking of it that way. Um, I agree. But I mean, in that case, though, it's like if it depends on how you acquire those friends. So let's say if you're at university, um, you're a college student, you're on campus. And let's just say you have your social circle is based on, I don't know, your major and in your major, majority of the people happen to be non-black. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to... But you're still pro-black. I'm not going to look at that person funny because everybody in the engineering department is 98% non-black. And you only make friends based on being in that circle. Mm-hmm. But you're still down for your people. I'm not going to look at that person and be like, oh, no, man, you shady. Because it's not that you're necessarily... But it's the way that you... It's the way that you acquire the relationships. Mm-hmm. And, again, it's going back to what is the social circle. So if you are just... If your social circle happens to be based on your um, position in life at that time, like, for example, starting, going to school, it's a big transition, you're introduced to a bunch of new people, mm-hmm. work, which is... a a lot of people's social circle is based off of work or um, just your neighborhood. Let's say you move across country and you end up in a completely different environment. Mm -hmm. Your social circle changes, but that's not you actively going out to seek people who are non-black to say, oh, I only want to kick it with, I don't know, Asian people or I only want to kick it with Indian people or anything. Mm -hmm. Or um, that's totally different. But when it comes to dating 
people tend to specifically say, not tend, but I'm saying where it becomes problematic, people are specifically saying they have a preference Mm. and that preference happens to be non-black. But if, in my opinion, if you're really down for the cause, if you really, you know, out here really trying to make a difference in the world for people of color, I I have difficulty... Um, how do I word this? Hmm. I find it difficult for that person to say that they don't like black women. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't be pro-black and then not like people. You can't be the... pro-black and anti-black women. Right. That's not a thing. Like Or or specific types of black women. Oh, yeah, you, you can't be pro-black and anti a specific type of black woman. Mm-hmm. It's just if you pro-black, that includes all of us in any which way, shape, or form mm-hmm. that we come. You can't like be one and not the other. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but uh, so I guess to answer the to give you just one final answer, um, when it comes to dating, if you are choosing to have a preference that is non-black. That let's say you are going out your way, you're making your Tinder profile, your um, I don't know what Christian Christian not Christian meat. Mingo, farmers <laughs> meat, <laughs> farmers know, only, whatever it is. Like if you you know talking to your friends and saying, oh you know yeah I want me, um I want me a girl that look like this. She got to be super light skin, white skin, mm. with, you know loose curly, curly hair. hair and light eyes and all that other stuff. But then you coming back saying you know I'm down for my people and all that other stuff i'm i'm looking at you funny like you know that's not cool and the thing is everybody is entitled to have their preference you know but it's just i personally don't think that like for example me right black men really they really feel a way about um if black women if going out their way to say that they won't mess with black men Mm. black men take that so personally even black men who don't like to date black women right so the audacity, <laughs> but it's like they take it so personally. If a if a woman did that, you know, it's mm-hmm. such a big deal, and um, it, it's a thing. You know, it's a thing. So the same should apply the other way. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to take it a step further, it's like when you specifically say that you only like this type of woman and not the other type of woman. It's kind of like you're throwing mud in their face. You know? Yeah. So it's exactly um, what it is. It's like it's like you're throwing mud in their face, and it's like, so what don't you like about them? Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to do with your own internal issues. But what is so offensive is when it comes down to physical features. When it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't, you know, I tend to like a girl that looks this way and not that way. It's kind of saying that our brown or dark skin makes us not beautiful. They're right. more beautiful than we are. They're Perpetuates more desirable. That whole, than, yeah. that whole thing, that whole narrative of dark skin is inferior to light skin. Right, and right, right. And the crazy thing is that you I girl, actually... Don't forget the hair type. Girl, let me tell you, because I actually, like, dated a guy um, and, like, you know, was, you know, dealing with an a individual who, most recently, that I no longer deal with, um, expressed that he prefers... Light skinned women with curly hair. Mm. I'm brown. My hair ain't curly. Like right. loose curly hair. It's right. basically kind of look like you know, you know, you know the type I'm talking about. The right. type that's perpetuated across 
social media mm-hmm. and everybody likes to look at. Right. And that 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 shit was just like I feel like that was like one of the most disrespectful things that they could have ever said to me. Yeah, especially I mean, it's kind of like saying like, I mean, this is a little bold, but I would personally take that like you saying like I ain't shit. Exactly. Like I think too. I think it just shows a. Oh shit, y'all! Kenny done chimed in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I chimed in here and there, Um, but I think it shows a lack of maturity on um, that person's part, you know. Um, Because honestly, that's mad shallow. Well, it's shallow. It's blatant, um, disrespectful. Disrespectful, right? Um, And um, like, I agree with both of you. You know, um, having. lady uh, a future wife Ebony who is dark skinned um, you know I love her her hair you know her color um, but even before I met Ebony um, just coming from uh, a mother who um, is dark skinned you know I always um, I don't know if I had a preference um, for dark skin or brown skin, but um, mm-hmm. it's just I love I love dark and dark skin um, women, um, but I don't know if that makes me discriminatory against light skin black women. But, but you can't say like as a man, you it's not like you haven't seen women of lighter skin who are attractive to you, but it's just who you gravitate to as opposed to. Yeah, it's just who I gravitate. To. Right. But you, but you would never say like, I only like, I'm only attracted to. You've never, I, I could, I could, I guess I should ask. Have you ever said that I only like, or I've only gravitated, I've only not not gravitated to, but only liked women of darker complexion. Um, only been attracted to women of darker complexion. No, no. See, and the that's same thing. If you're dating somebody, and then you'd be like, you know, you're really great. I love your personality. You smart, you super fly. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love for this to to see this go somewhere, but I really only like light skinned girls with curly hair. So like, <laughs> you're good for now. But until I find somebody with your personality and a different skin tone and, and hair texture, this just can't this work. Would, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you want to consider some bleaching cream. Maybe get a texturizer. Oh, and we can Lord Jesus. <laughs> Right now, we're going to have to put this thing on pause. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, that's interesting. So, we are going to get into today's talk, today's topic. Um, Today's topic, today's talk is going to be about exactly what Ebony told y'all. She's a new mom. And um, these are the parents. So, mom gang. Yeah, man. To give you a... No, no, let me tell you one thing. I'm not part of the mom gang. I have zero children. Um... You but was a dog mom for a little bit. I can't. I was a dog mom. Listen, for a little and bit. I don't. Okay, anybody so I mean, who like, says anyone who looks at me and says they are the same as me because they are a dog mom, I don't like them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Honestly, I don't like really not like them, but it just really makes me cringe because they're not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because, like, I swear, like, I, honestly, I never, like, equated me having a dog to being, like, an actual mom, mm-hmm. but I had mom responsibilities, so, and that was just too much for me. Like, mm-hmm. when I knew I couldn't have a dog, I knew I couldn't have a kid. It's not the same. Mm. So, it's yeah, the same. this episode is going to be about 
new parenthood, to be completely honest. And I think this is great because let me tell y'all, I've been with um, my cousins here for a week now, almost, and uh, with their new babies. Now, as Ebony mentioned, she is a new mom of twins, not one, two new whole ass human beings, mm-hmm. um, a boy and a girl. Yeah, which is beautiful because, like, if anybody ever had to have the experience of having twins, I'm pretty sure they would want that experience. I know I would. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to her. I hope if by chance God decides He wants to give me twins, mm-hmm. I end up with a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. I hope it's like something from our side of the family because mm-hmm. I just I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wrap it up. Um, but. Yes, yeah, so I decided to have this conversation with you guys because being here with you is like, first of all, seeing the dynamic between y'all and y'all kids has been mm-hmm. something else. Like, I've just been here helping out as much as I can and whatever y'all need me to do. But like seeing y'all as new parents, like neither of y'all had kids prior to these babies. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like you said, it was a surprise. So let's start there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's start there. When you in prep, okay, I'm not even saying when you found out you were pregnant. I'm sure it was like, what the fuck, girl. That's <laughs> another episode. Of girl. <laughs> what the fuck? But finding mm-hmm. out you were having twins, keeping the babies, and going through the 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 um, the period of pregnancy, gestating mm-hmm. these two whole ass humans inside of your body. Mm-hmm. What was, how about we, we, we phrase it this way? Being a new mom mm-hmm. compared to you being pregnant and finding out and going through the, the whole situation. What was your thoughts then as far as like, I'm about to be a new mom? And what are your thoughts now as far as you being a new mom? Like, how did your mindset change if it did at all? Oh, I feel like I'm a completely different person. My mindset shifted drastically. Um, during pregnancy, I had an idea of the type of parent I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing is, I had that idea, but I didn't necessarily have the skills or the resources to say how I'm going to become that person. Okay. Um, and so, for example, I could say, this is just an example. It's not like real life, but I could say... Um, you know, as a mom, I only want my kids to. This is just a random example. Um, I'm only gonna. I only want my kids to eat organic produce, and I want them to be completely vegan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say I know nothing about health and nutrition, mm. and um, I'm making these statements, and I don't understand health and nutrition or anything like that. So then the babies show up, and I'm like, oh no, my babies are only vegan. But I don't know, I don't know, a cucumber from a bell pepper. So it's like, you know, you got to go to the book and you got to figure these things out. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and you put them together. And now you have a way to show. I'm sorry, you have an actual way to, um, a, a plan to really get to the, become that person. Mm. And that is a lot of what I experienced during pregnancy where it's like, okay, I know as a parent, I want to be this way. I want to be this way. I want to be this way. But I've never experienced parenthood and a lot of who I wanted to be and what I want to be for my children is not what I've actually experienced myself. 
so I don't really have a source to go to to say, oh, you know, I want to do this for my kids. How do I do it mm-hmm. when I, it's something that I want to do for my kids and I don't know how to do it? I'm reading books. I have so many parenting books. Mm-hmm. Like, you name it. I literally have so many parenting books. Um, um, I chat with my friends, but none of my friends really have kids. It's more so just for me to bounce my own ideas off of. And mm-hmm. then I go to my partner. Well, I probably go to my partner first mm-hmm. before I even get to the book. But right. in... I don't know if that's a good idea for <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, but in terms of comparing and contrasting, contrasting, it's kind of like, you know, when you're a kid and, you know, you like, oh, when I graduate high school, I'm about to be all of these amazing out, yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Like, I'm about to be like the next Beyonce. But then you graduate and you find, you know, you find it. You're like, damn, I don't even know how to sing like that. Like, <laughs> how okay. do you learn how to sing? And it's like, oh, I got to go get the music lessons. And right. then I got to learn how to dance. Like, it, it, it's kind of like that. So it's like mm, now okay. that I'm actually a parent, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I know I wanted to do these things, but I did not think of a plan on how I was going to get there. Mm. So as a parent, now it's me actually doing the work mm-hmm. to figure it out. Like somewhat like it's. Until you experience it, it's very difficult to really understand what happens to your mind and your body while you're growing people and then mm. once you meet those people. Mm. And for me, I was so disconnected to, from my pregnancy because I was just terrified at the fact that I'm about to be a new person. Mm-hmm. And so many people kind of put fear in me. You know, the most common thing people said to me when I was pregnant, mm-hmm. it was... Um, Oh my gosh, girl, you're going to need help. But then they followed up with God bless. Right? God, God bless you. Girl, you blessed, but how are you going to do it? Who helping you? And in my mind, I know it's just me and Kenny, mm-hmm. and neither of us have children. You know, we're doing this thing on our own. So right. it's like, who helping you? Their father? That's it? You ain't got nobody else and all this other stuff. And the fact that I didn't have, I don't have a large support system, mm-hmm. it made me terrified. To, to, to like right so but I think we've learned though like although people always have those support systems and that's great to have as many hands as possible and as much experience as possible but for us we have to learn how to do it alone right yeah like we have family but they they can't afford to be here 24-7 around the clock so um I think for me, before the twins came, it was an amazing um, idea to have twins, you know? You get a boy, you get a girl, you knock them out in one shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, for me as a father, um, it's difficult, you know? Um, I've never had any experience with um, infants, so just mm. even feeding them, holding them. I had a lot of insecurities. And it took me some time to get over that um, because obviously I want to be the best dad. Mm. But at the same time, you know, I have a lack of experience. Right. Um, but over time, you know, you get better with holding them, feeding them, changing their diapers. Um, Kenny done peed on me a couple of times <laughs> now. A couple. Um, a couple dozen. Yeah, that boy. <laughs> um, but overall, um, since they've been here, you know, it's... It's just a blessing, you know, to see mm-hmm. something you created. Um, they depend on you. They look at you like, like you're God, you know, like right. they're the only people that you that they really know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
I think from my perspective as a new dad, um, overall, from beginning to, to end, it was definitely a life-changing experience. Mm. You know, it, it, it's hard, but it's beautiful. I know. She's been telling me that this whole time. I'm just like, you know what? It seems beautiful, but you know what? I'm okay on the beauty. Mm-hmm. So, so, that's... Okay, so as far as, like, being parents, and I know I asked you guys this, like, prior to this episode or whatever, but I really want to, like, kind of get into it um, as far as where you pull your inspiration for parenting from. Because I know you said you read a lot of books, Ed, Mm -hmm. but as far as life experiences, and you said you don't have any, like, the way you want to raise your kids is not... You, you don't have anybody to talk to about, like, like you know somebody who models that or who modeled that, I should say. Right. In well, raising their kids. Right. So where do you pull, where do you pull your idea of parenting from as far as, like, not from books, mm-hmm. but, like, from experiences, from life? Where do you pull, like, the good, the bad, and the things that you don't want to do with your kids. Like, where do you pull all that from? Do you pull it from... Because, okay, I guess where I, I should I should probably leave with this is that, like, for me, I know that if I ever have kids, it's not going to come... It's only certain, only very small portions of the way I raise my kids are going to come from the way my parents raised me. Mm-hmm. I, I know growing up, I used to watch, like, television shows. Right. And see like the model black family, and I don't. And there's so many. It's very few families on TV that were black and positive to begin with. So me pulling, me seeing that type of stuff on TV was like, oh my god, that would be so nice. I want my family to be like that. Mm-hmm. As unrealistic as it may seem, because it's television, it's something that I would pull from to try to mimic in my own household. So for you. Is that something that you've ever experienced as far as saying, like, you've seen something that was, like, on TV or on social media for that, for even now, you know, especially being a new parent in 2019? Mm -hmm. Have you ever pulled from those, um, from those, like, uh, arenas? Mm -hmm. Or is it just from the things that you experienced or didn't experience growing up within your own Household that you want to mimic or change. Okay, um, I understand. Um, so for one, this question—it's um, definitely uh, this. To answer this question, I definitely have to uh, cue Kenny in with his opinion because a lot of what we want for our children is joint. Like it's not like you know, I want one thing and he, he wants, wants something, something totally else. different. That's good because I think that's uh, something else that I feel like is an issue within families in general but I can only I can only speak on the black the black family because I'm black right is that you get together with some compatibility within mm-hmm. a relationship and we'll get into that but yeah so go ahead continue uh, so a lot of um, a lot of what I want is what we want for our children and a lot of it and I mean and to be more specific is what we want our family to look like mm-hmm. our family unit to look like what we want the dynamic to be in our family unit um, as far as inspiration 
I can say I've definitely watched TV shows or I've seen people interact in certain ways. And I can't say I would look at a TV show and be like, wow, I want my entire family to be just like that. Mm-hmm. No, um, not that per se, but I could definitely say I watch a TV show and there's certain things that they do that I'm like, oh, wow, that would be amazing. Like, I didn't experience that. I would love to have that mm-hmm. in my own household. For example, um, everybody hates Chris just popped pop into my head, right? <laughs> now, the dynamic in that household is, like, crazy. Chaotic, right. Don't want, don't want all that chaos, but they sat down for family dinner every night. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Right. So just that one element of their household, oh, they always come together to bond and share food. Mm-hmm. Something I absolutely want in my household. Mm-hmm. Do I want to be screaming at my kids and, you know, having my husband allocate money to me and all that other, like, no, that's not for me. I'm not that type of wife. I don't want that type of household. Mm-hmm. But do I want us to sit down and enjoy meals together? Absolutely. Right. So, and I can say that with the variety of different TV shows. That that have that same dynamic. That same dynamic. Um, but also, I mentioned this to you before. I had a friend growing up, um, and it, she, it was her, her brother, and her mother and her father. And they did everything together. Mm-hmm. And when I saw them, I always just saw so much love. And as a parent, that's just what I want. I want a household full of love. I My goal is to be a very hands-on parent. Like, I hope that I'm always in a position, in, in, I'm in the position to be as much of a hands-on parent as possible, where um, I'm able to always be involved as much as possible in my children's lives, in, like, their daily lives. And mm-hmm. I know Kenny is the exact same way. And um, I just know that we, we want our household to be full of happiness, joy, and love. You know, we want to live this lifetime together joyously with our children. We don't want to be the parents where it's like our kids are a burden, you know? Mm. We want to integrate them in the way that we live, not make it seem like, oh, we got to schedule our children to fit them into what we already have going on. Mm -hmm. And um, as it relates to my own household growing up, um, there's definitely some great things that I learned from my parents that I want to pass down to my children. And... um, there's also some things that I experienced that I'm like, this isn't exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that my own experiences growing up is probably my greatest influence mm-hmm. to how I want my household to be ran. Okay. And that's, and that's the good and the bad. Right. The amazing things that I want to pass down and the bad things that make me say, let me see if I can do this differently because that isn't going to work for me. Right. And I would think that the things that you, those bad things mm-hmm. that you want to change, you would be more conscious about as opposed to the good things because right. I feel like those things will probably become naturally. Right. And the bad, th- well, and I mean, I don't even necessarily want to call them bad. Just Everybody's not just things different. that's not ideal for, for me. You. Right. And it makes me work harder on those things right. to say, you know, like um, one thing I always say about my parents that I'm, is so estranged to me is they don't talk about their past. Mm-hmm. So it's like before I was born, their life is kind of like a mystery to mm-hmm. me. And I have to like pry and pry and pry to get information. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I mean, for me, it's a simple thing. I want to share as much as possible with my kids. I'm constantly taking pictures to document everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to make little videos to, so that they know me. I want them to know us inside and out. As a human and not as a mom and right. dad. Right, right. 
And I think them knowing us as people, mm-hmm. in addition to mom and dad, I think that will help us to have a tight bond. A better and that's my dream as a parent. That's beautiful. What about you, Kenny? Um, so, I guess um, I have the same opinion, right? Like, we always pick the good things that we observe from our families or TV shows. And we also see some of the negative things, right? Mm-hmm. And those are also, um, like you said, always at the forefront. Um, but for me also, um, you know, I come from a single family. Um, it was just my mother that raised me. My daddy was in the picture, but we didn't have the best relationship. So for me, my focal point is, um, being, being an amazing dad. Um, and, um, you know, that, that starts from, from my babies being infants, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said earlier, it, it has been really difficult, but um, knowing that I want to have that relationship with my children um, from beginning to, you know, forever, um, it motivates me to, you know, wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning or wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and feed one, change the diaper, and then head to work and then, you know, clock out of work and then come back home and clock back in to, you know, take care of my baby. So um, a lot of, I guess, my childhood kind of motivates me and gives me energy to, you know, push through the tiredness and push through the frustrations of life because, you know, we're parents, but we're still human beings, you know? Right. So there's still outside factors like work, you know, personal matters. Um, it's just a whole bunch of other things that you have to take into consideration on top of being a parent, you know? Um, but I think overall, like Ebony hinted at earlier, is, you know, as long as we're on the same page and we have a plan for our family, for our children, um, I think that's always a good thing for uh, for a new family. Also, I think therapy helped us out as well. Um, while Ebony was pregnant, we had the opportunity to go to a few therapy sessions, and we were able to, you know, plan out, you know, or vision what our family would look like, mm-hmm. how we would actually manage and work together Mm. as a team to um you know be the best parents as possible um so that's just a little bit of my two cents about Mm. um you know what i um i guess what i've seen and what i want you know my feeling to be like Mm -hmm. um as you know as in real time okay that's interesting, um, especially the whole therapy thing, because I don't really think I know many people who like start families, even if they've been, even if they're you know married, mm-hmm. and they've been married for years, and then they end up having a kid. Like, have a therapist, or even like even have like um, conscious make a conscious decision to set up 
a way like manifest basically manifest the way that they want their family to be mm-hmm. instead of a plan for that as opposed to saying well yeah this is what I want and this is what it's gonna be as opposed to like actually kind of working through it before mm-hmm. it even happens so that's that's dope I think that's really cool um I think therapy too is something that um, especially in the black community we lack I think we see therapy as something that's negative mm-hmm. that's shunned upon and you I would probably encourage crazy to need therapy right yeah I would definitely encourage our people to you know use that resource because it really it helps um and it helped it helped me it, it helped Ebony tremendously and right. um you know it's it's healthy you know yeah and I, I actually I just therapy. did a episode about that last week on mental mental health and the importance of mental health especially in the black community because it's so frowned upon yeah. and like I was gonna say it's so dope to hear that it's not just go, it's going beyond just the individual like therapy like I need help on, work on myself type shit it's like we need to work on our family before it even like gets here work on our dynamic between the two of us and that's you know that's I, I, that's really dope I, that's, that's really cool um and that goes back to like my um, thing I was going to talk about as far as compatibility is concerned. Y'all been together for how long? Since birth. Since birth. Y'all been together <laughs> since birth. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. No. So it feels that way. No, <laughs> I don't like when I don't even want to say it feels that way in the sense that it's like, oh, it's been so long. It's like my relationship with him we've been together for i think like nine going on nine years now and i'm being funny saying since birth but it's like nine years feels like just yesterday it's Mm -hmm. been like the best roller coaster ride of my life it's Mm -hmm. been a thrill it's been amazing like i look back on our pictures and i'm just like wow what it's such a beautiful thing to be able to do this life thing with somebody that you love Mm -hmm. and it's exciting and it's exhilarating it's amazing you know um and so much so like it all feels like the the past nine years could have all been last week right you know how like when you go on a great trip Mm -hmm. you could be on vacation for a month but it feels like it's a day right and that's what this has been for me that's so cool and honestly y'all ebony be telling me all the time like oh my god like you're gonna find somebody who's like you're gonna feel so great about Mm -hmm. don't you just want to just be with somebody you love so much and blah 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 and i'm just like okay girl whatever but like you know i honestly i met ebony when i was ebony has been my cousin my whole life because we're blood Mm -hmm. but however i only met her when i was a smooth what eight 18, 19? I feel like probably we were, 19 um, because I was coming back from New York over summer break and I think I was on my way to Connecticut. Mm. When um, I remember the day we met, I had on a peach shirt. I remember that shirt. Um, I remember that shirt. <laughs> That's shirt. all she remembers is this peach shirt. I know, was. and I remember when we met on campus, but I, I, I think we were having issues with scheduling because mm-hmm. I was back and forth. Yeah. And um, so it definitely would have been the summer of my freshman year. Mm. So, yeah, we were 18, 19-ish-ish. Mm-hmm. Ish-ish. <laughs> like I said, my cousin 
like blood cousin mm-hmm. and met her then and when I met her I know she was dating Kenny mm-hmm. um, you know asking her this, the normal questions that you ask each other like oh so you got a boyfriend like mm-hmm. blah 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 and he's like yeah you know I talked to this nigga whatever mm-hmm. and then here they are together a thousand years later with right. two babies so it's just like right. you know that I think that's I think that's important mm-hmm. because Ebony if if I don't know nothing about this girl and that I've learned in the past I don't even how old are we I don't even want to talk about it however long I've known her almost 10 years um she's very intentional and she's very um yeah, I'm going to use the word intentional as far as anything that she does. So I don't think that she and she she's the first person to tell me like she's not putting up with no bullshit. <laughs> but to see that she has been with the same person since I met her, that's a long time to be with somebody and then still feel the same way and still talk so highly about this individual. And honestly, I've been around Kenny enough to know that like he worships the ground she walks on y'all like he's he's one of those unicorns that we hear about so <laughs> you know she caught her one mm-hmm. so and I think that's that's great especially as black people like having like a sure compatibility and knowing exactly what you want between the two of you and then wanting for your kids because some people just be together just to be together mm-hmm. end up getting having kids and then the kids be products of divorce be products of a breakup be products of a co-parenting be products of single mom single bed dad syndrome and abandonment that creates a toxic household mm-hmm. i agree that leaves such and that and that's what invokes that trauma mm-hmm. on children. Right. And it's bad enough as black people we have to deal with so much trauma mm-hmm. in our lives. You add into that and perpetuating that same long ass narrative. Right. And it's like I just I think this is beautiful that y'all are the compatibility between the two of y'all is like already changing that narrative for the little babies. <laughs> so Let's get out of this little, this, uh, (laughs) so seriousness. I want to talk about the greatest thing about being a parent. Oh, man. Because, like, I want to know, like, if you had to say, like, as far, because, like, I want to remind y'all that these babies are only two months old. Mm -hmm. Um, I've spent the last five days with them. (laughs) And it's been something for me. I've never been around infants like that. So it's like, it, all of this was new to me. But I tell you, when I tell you her baby girl, their baby girl, has, like, been my road dog since I walked in here. <laughs> like, she's, you know what I'm saying? Babies don't be liking me. <laughs> so, but I can't, like, I've seen them interact with them, you know, day and night. And it's it's something. So... Let's start with let's start with Kenny. Kenny, what's the greatest thing that you have experienced thus far in these past not even two months? Because I feel like I don't know, but I would assume that when you find out that you're having kids is when that parenting, that parent feeling begins. Am I wrong? Yeah. I'm it, wrong? It, it takes time to get I'm right to about me. that. It had to Oh, go ahead, Kenny. Yeah, no, I no. I mean it this probably doesn't answer the question, but like when Ebony began to go into labor, it's still 
didn't hit me until I was actually holding Kenny and Luca in my hands. Really? Yeah, it's like, it's just so surreal. Like, mm -hmm. you know, even when I was looking at Ebony's stomach during like the last weeks of her pregnancy, um, I knew there were babies in there, but it still didn't seem real. You know, they're people. They're yeah, our people. Yeah, that they're people. Like they have a heartbeat. You know, they that, belong to us. Yeah. So, um, but the greatest wow. thing, um, honestly, I think the greatest thing was when I actually first held on to to each of them in the operation room, um, because you know from that point on. Um, you know, I was, I, I, I officially, to me, I was a father because I physically could put my hands on my child. Mm -hmm. um, everything going forward, obviously, you know, when you see them start to smile and look at you and gravitate to you and, um, you know, knowing that you can comfort them, it's all like an amazing experience. But for me, I think when I first held on to Kenny and Luca, um, that was like the best experience um, thus far. Hmm. You should see, y'all should see Ebony's face right now. As Kenny's talking, she just got this like, this smile on her face like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Ebony. I love my babies. She loves these babies, I but like, what babies. is, what's the best, what, like, since you've been, and I'm going to, like, I want you to tell me, like, from the day you've been pregnant mm -hmm. to today, the what's thing. the greatest thing about you knowing that you're the, like, a parent mm -hmm. of two human beings? Like, what's the greatest thing? Um, well, okay, let's, let's talk about, well, <laughs> See, the pregnancy part, I don't know if you can answer that question. Mm -hmm. If you can, answer it. But, so, during pregnancy, what was the greatest thing, in, like, as a parent to today? Mm -hmm. No matter when it happened, what's the greatest thing about you being a parent? Well, um, I, I mean, pregnancy is what we have to go through in order to produce children. But... For me, a twin pregnancy is far from great feelings. <laughs> Your body changes so much, so drastically that out of nowhere you get to a point where it's like, who am I? What is this? I don't even know who I am. Like, I could hardly look in the mirror. And I'm still adjusting with post, um, like, the period after having two mm -hmm. people. So, um... The greatest thing is knowing that there is life inside of you during pregnancy. And once you start to feel them and once you start to see, like, um, I would see my belly move mm -hmm. and I would see them respond to certain things. Mm. So, for example, Kenny would talk and they would go nuts, like, like, turn up, like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like he's here, like crazy. They would go crazy. Mm -hmm. And um you know, other little things that it would like, it would be like, oh my gosh, wow. But even in doing all of that, I was still disconnected from the fact like this is about to be my baby. Mm -hmm. Now, now that they're here, the greatest thing, oh my gosh, like it's all great. Every, even down to every single dirty diaper that I change, it is all great. Mm -hmm. The greatest thing, if I had to pick one thing, it's 
being able to bond with them, especially as their mom, mm. the way they look at you. Like every time I'm nursing them, like the first day when um, when they were first born and I first started nursing them, how they just curl up onto you. It's like they know that you are their person. Mm. They know your smell. They like they're fascinated with you. Like they're constantly staring at you because they're learning every detail of your face. Mm. And they um, now that as their motor skills are starting to develop more um, within the past couple of weeks, when you're feeding them, they're grabbing onto your clothes. They stare you in your eye. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> like tearing up in your eyes, so and um, it's just the perfect representation of just pure love. And I mean, they're perfect. Like not even because they're mine. Like they're they're just perfect. She's saying that because they hers. <laughs> <laughs> no, like if I didn't know them, I would think they were perfect. Oh <laughs> they, my god, they're just two perfect little people. So perfect that I don't even believe that they belong to me. Kenny and I look at each other all the time. We're like, yo, these are babies. <laughs> I'm like, man, we are right, but these two are just. Stellar, like they just, you know, God did His thing on these two, and He gave them to us. Wow, world class! So we gotta work real hard to make sure we got this thing <laughs> together because we got these absolutely perfect human beings. And I mean, like, once your baby, like, you know, once your baby looks you in your eyes and they just smile, mm. and you know that they're smiling at you because they feel. They feel you. They feel your energy. Mm -hmm. And they feel the joy that you feel. And they smile. It's amazing. And um, at first, when they first start smiling, they're just practicing their smiles. Like, they don't really know, like, why they're smiling. Mm -hmm. But now we're at the point where, like, uh, Luca will... I'll pick her up, and especially if she hasn't seen me for like thirty minutes or so, because that's a long time for her. <laughs> because a long time. We're around each other twenty four seven. Like soon as she'll see me, like her eyes will light up, like it's like a spark in her eyes, and then she'll just smile nonstop, mm -hmm. and she's like, you know, kicking and moving and cooling, and you know, and it's just like, you got your own personal fan club. They love you so much unconditionally, no matter what, mm -hmm. and every time they see you, it's like the most amazing thing that they've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, yeah. I would think, and personally, like, were you telling me that and me knowing about, like, as far as, like, it's it's just seeing y'all just interact with them, I can guarantee you, you have zero feeling inside of you that will make you want to ever lose that connection with your kid. Right. So much so, it's like... I feel kind of sad that I know that, like, they're going to continue to, like, grow and change. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, the feeling that I feel right now is just so perfect. And just, like, it's just being on cloud nine nonstop. Girl, I am so sleep deprived. And <laughs> I, I, I'll say, like, girl, I'm tired. But, you know, it's not like, oh, my gosh, life sucks. I never get to sleep or anything like that. It's like. I'm sleep deprived, but I'm out, I'm playing with my baby. You don't mess with them, you know? <laughs> and so much so, like he'll tell, like we, you know, we're constantly fussing at each other mm -hmm. um, because we're looking at each other's schedules and we're looking at each other physically, and we're like, you need some sleep, mm -hmm. you know, please sleep, and we're fussing at each other because neither of us will be like, all right, I'm just going to take a nap. We just want to be around them so much. Mm. It's like, okay, yeah, I got 30 minutes of sleep last night, 
but I'm still about to play with my baby for this, you know, next five minutes, even though I need to go to bed. Right. Even him with work, like, you know, his schedule is yeah. crazy. And it's like, you know, he's up for like, he'll be up at four or five in the morning. And I'm like begging him to sleep longer. Mm-hmm. But he wants to get up and spend time with him. Rushing home to come and spend time with him. Like, they're like, it's like they're like the coolest people we ever met. <laughs> like I don't even know. It's just they're fantastic. It's like I don't know. And this this isn't even like mommy hormones. It's true, right, Kenny? Yeah, no, I agree. Like Ebony said, like the first the first day I had to go back to work was mm. it was really was tough. Hard. It was tough. Um because unfortunately with my job I wasn't there long enough to mm. get the full paternity leave. So I took off about three weeks um, after they were first born. And then when I had to go back, it was like, it was a shocker because I was around them 24-7 for like three weeks. Mm. Um, well, it was longer than three weeks. Well, yeah, I would say maybe four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was tough to to be detached from them. Um, so like Ebony said, as soon as I get off of work, I'm rushing to get home so I can see them. This man fly. Um, like literally. Them. Drive to arrive though. Yeah, drive to arrive. <laughs> no, and the thing is like, I know he's like driving safely, but it's like, as soon as he parked the car, like he'd be looking like all like, just like out of breath and everything. Like you can tell he's, he's ran to get here. To get here. Yes. That is so beautiful. Listen, cause um, I promise you from recollection, I didn't have that experience like <laughs> growing up. So I'm just like, that's wonderful. And I think that's all how all parents should be. So that's that's great. I think that that's beautiful. And like watching y'all with these kids, man. I tell y'all when I tell y'all when I've been here and I watch Kenny come in here and like kiss his kids and his and his and his woman goodbye. It was just the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Like, oh my god, what? A, this is like a little family. This is so beautiful, and it's just I could tell that it's like filled with love. So, and I think y'all gonna be great parents. I don't I don't I don't doubt it at all because. Y'all good people. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got good hearts and y'all got a good y'all got a good foundation, I think. It is hard work though. Uh, like just you know being well, honest, it's it's a lot of hard work. You have to have a lot of patience. Mm, patience. That's a that's a word because everybody ain't got patience. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so do you feel, Kenny, to be a parent you have to have like an unsurmountable amount of patience. You do. To be a good parent, I you think do. So. Um, because at the end of the day, your 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 newborns, your children, they come first. And they gonna try um, you. Yeah, they will. They <laughs> even as newborns, they's gonna try you. They have tried us. They are mm. continuing to try us today. Um, <laughs> like <happened>. today. <laughs> today. Yeah. <laughs> Like maybe like thirty minutes ago, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of patience that's involved, and um, you know, I think Ebony she has patience as well. You know, we have to have patience with each other too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just want to throw that out there for you know, couples who are about to have kids or. 
just in general, you know, patience is, I think, one of the key elements to a successful family. Mm. So let's talk about what, like, have these babies altered your dynamic as a couple in a good way or bad way? Like what? Like if 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 there was a couple out there who had had a cat, a cat kids or a kid today, mm-hmm. what advice would you give them? Especially going through the pregnancy and then having these kids now, what advice would you give them, or what tips or what anything would you give anyone out there who could be experiencing anything that, like within a relationship to keep? y'all good to keep the kids good to keep the family good um well first and foremost the first part of your question was how has it altered our relationship um or has it it absolutely has um before the the kids were born before the babies were born kenny was my partner once they were born kenny became an extension of me Mm. and i think the same would apply vice versa where it's like you know before it's like this is this is my man you know um and it's like i it's a different level of trust that you have when i can say that i feel like he's an extension of me meaning Mm -hmm. that before it's like if kenny can you run this errand and i feel like i gotta like jot it down exactly how i want it done Mm -hmm. but when it comes to those two Mm -hmm. i already know that it's going to be done the same at the same way that I would do it or as close to it as possible or better. Mm-hmm. And that's very important when it comes to nurturing your child or your baby, rather, because, you know, that's all you doing around the clock. And especially as a new parent, you're very concerned about who you allow to interact with your kid, who's going to do this. Is it going to be done the way that you like it? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, obviously, they're his children, too, so he cares just, just as much as I do. But I don't ever... I'm not walking out the door, um, let's say, just to run an errand, and he's with them, and I'm like, man, I need to let him know A, B, and C, and D needs to be done just like this. It's like, I already know. he He's, he's an extension of me. Mm-hmm. So his presence is my presence mm-hmm. with them. It doesn't, I mean, I always, you know, as a mother, you're always worried about your kid regardless, but it's like him being present, him taking care of them is the equivalent of me taking care of them. Mm. I I don't, I can have peace of mind to say, I know that they're good because it's just as if I were there. So you trust you. So you trust them with your life. I wouldn't have kids with him if I didn't. Uh, listen, girl, well, act like you don't know people. To, are, it, to each his own. Like, come on now. It's not. <laughs> to each his own. No, I, listen, I tell people all the time. I'm like, look, I be looking at like I be looking at everybody side eye. Like people are like, oh, you need me to watch them while you take a nap? No. <laughs> like I'm, I'm good. No, but it, it's just that's just how I am. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna take a nap. I'm gonna take a nap right here on this couch, and you could watch them. While I'm like half sleeping watching you watch mm-hmm. them because and people that I trust, you know, right. it's just I'm just that type of parent. And um, so that's how it's changed our relationship. It's drastically improved it, I would say, in terms of making us closer mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, if I had any advice to new parents or 
people are currently parents and working things out in their relationship. Um, maintaining a relationship that you want to call a, a success mm-hmm. is work. You cannot not put any effort into yourself and your partner and expect your relationship to be successful. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you have to work on communication. You have to work on patience. You have to work on romance. You have to work on love. You can't expect babies are here and everything is going to be the same. It's not. It's different. There's a new life around. And you can't think that you just kind of get to, you know, play with the baby a little bit and go on about your life and not try to take care of, not take, I don't mean take care of in the sense that like you got to nurture them or anything like that. But I mean, you know, do what is required to maintain a relationship. Mm -hmm. It's hard and it's not going to always be perfect and seamless, but it's the simplest thing. Like I try to make sure every day I ask him how his day was or just carving out like, you know, 20 minutes just for us to cuddle and little things like that. It's Mm -hmm. not going to always be like some grand lavish date night, but it's just still being there for one another. And, um, we need to be here for each other in order for us to be present for our twins. So it's like me working on my relationship is me working on my family, which is me taking care of my babies. And I think that is a very important thing when trying to maintain a relationship in preparation for children or maintain a relationship when children are already involved. Mm. You have to work with your partner and you have to be willing to like put in the blood, sweat and tears. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy at all. It's not like me and Kenny ain't like, you know. On the beach, running, holding hands, smiling at each other <laughs> with the babies playing in the sand. No, it do not go down mm-hmm. like that at all. But we worked, which is why, like he said, we, you know, going to therapy, mm-hmm. really um, maintaining what we learned in therapy and implementing it in our relationship. Something as simple as communication, mm. making sure that the other person knows or when you suck at communicating, coming around to say, I understand why you're upset. I should have not done this, Mm -hmm. you know, and not like hitting them with an excuse saying, you know, that wasn't my intention to do this, but I understand why you're feeling this way. How can we fix this? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you one thing Kenny is great at is when things are going sour, Mm -hmm. not not like romantically, but just in any way in our relationship, he's always going to be like, let's come up with a plan. So if I'm going to be on something like, you know, well... I'm upset about A, B, C, and D. We never get to do this anymore or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Kenny is going to come up with a plan. Every day at 5 o'clock, we're going to do this. Or this is how we're going to take care of the babies. We're going to do A, B, C, and D. We're working on a schedule. We're this. Like, he's going to do something like that. And it's like, that's him putting care into me, putting care into his family, putting care into his babies, you know? To, like, he's always... he. he we're both very hands-on, but it's not a time where I'm going to come to Kenny with a problem <laughs> And he doesn't come back with a solution. Mm. And um, that's beautiful. But oh. it's not perfect. It's not but it's, perfect. But it's but it's but it's, the, it's, but it's, it's the work. conscious. It's the consciousness behind that is what's beautiful about it. Because mm-hmm. like I know me coming from an environment where that type of dynamic was not even present. I don't even know where to pull that from in a relationship. So we didn't either. We learned it. That's true. Starting off, we didn't know. That's true. We like, sometimes, I mean, and I think, and that's 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 even better. But the thing is, it's like 
anything I feel like anything that's with that that he's that he has displayed from the beginning for you to be with him now it's already been in him oh no absolutely Kenny is fantastic he's mm. an amazing person he has a beautiful soul um and I'm sure he has a lot of um, admiration for me as well obviously but that doesn't mean that you can be a great person and not know how to be a partner right you can have every intention to be a great partner but you don't know how to communicate with people because you've never learned mm-hmm. it you don't have patience you don't know how to um compromise that's a big one as well mm. like you don't know how to do those things but on the surface you're this amazing guy mm-hmm. and i feel like that's kind of what happened with both of us that like we have a lot of really great qualities individually but how do you bring those qualities together as a unit as a unit Mm -hmm. and that is where the work is at Mm. and i mean when i say the work i'm talking you on your knees scrubbing that floor till they bleed like Mm -hmm. it's work it's not a oh you know we're just gonna talk it out here it's like no Mm, we we working we you know but like we got the grease like we scrubbing Mm -hmm. like it's it's not no slap on the wrist type of situation and you got the grease I know I was trying to say like we're busting <laughs> up the grease. First of all, it's yeah, one a.m. So y'all scrubbing. Listen, listen, so listen. y'all scrubbing with grease. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I know, so. we making it. Um, we're you know making it even more dirty. Now nah, listen, it's one a.m. I'm having. I'm a. I'm a nursing mom. I'm a nursing and a pumping mom. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm having my my. Um, I just started to like introduce um, alcohol back into my system, mm-hmm. which is really like these little beers but so i had my little beer with four percent alcohol in it so i'm turned so you know. <laughs> <laughs> i'm hurt so things just ain't making sense the way it's supposed to right now uh, i understand i understand what you're trying yeah to say. like there is a phrase that i was trying to pull from but you know like when you kind of tipsy nah, yeah we get it we get it girl. like what's the phrase with, with, with grease scrubbing grease i don't know elbow grease Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> somewhere in that family. Maybe, maybe. The point is that you have to work very, very, very hard mm-hmm. to build, and we're still working to build and maintain. Yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think once Luca and Kenny entered this world, I think um, they have brought me and Ebony closer together. Um, from my perspective. Um, I've always been big on a family unit sticking together because like I said earlier um, my mother raised me alone and so one of my biggest things growing up was you know I wanted to have a family um, where it would be a mother father um, kids and all of us you know would stick stick together so um, now that I actually have my own little family, it's like, it's kind of surreal. Um, but um, my past experiences, I guess they give me motivation to really work hard at um, working with Ebony to mm-hmm. work on us and work on us being parents for Luca and Kenny. Um, even when, uh, you know, it gets rough because, like I said, there's times when we wake up in the morning at 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's high. And it's, it's rough. Like, it's war. Like, you know, 
these these babies are so brand new and um you know when they get fussy they get fussy and you know you're tired yeah, it's a million you're Real tired quick. but it's like this is your baby you gotta do what you gotta do and um you know me and ebony we have our disagreements sometimes so all of that you know you know it doesn't make it easy but you know makes it worth it it does make it worth it and you know i believe in you know if it's something you really want it's worth fighting for it so mm-hmm. you know every day you know regardless of what the issue may be knowing that i can come home to my family um to kenny luca partner ebony um I think that motivates me and it helps me get through each each day. That's dope. That's really dope, y'all. Well, that's that's beautiful. Like I said, I don't doubt that y'all not gonna have a good family, and I'm just looking forward to being a part of seeing these little these little babies grow. They're so fucking cute, y'all. I'm mm. telling y'all, like <laughs> I've literally never seen such cute little brown babies in my life. They're just. Ugh. That's that's great. That is fan fucking tastic. So we're gonna move on to the next and final segment of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Last segment entitled Ask Adrian. I don't really think that either of y'all should have anything to ask me. Um, <laughs> but if you have anything you want to ask me, you can, and I will answer in the most honest way possible. Um, either of you, both of you, whatever you want to do. Mm, what are your goals for family in the future? Wow, what a question. Um. <laughs> and listen, and I'm asking you this question with no strings attached in the sense of you cannot take your current situation into consideration. You cannot take your past situation into consideration. You cannot be on some, well, I'm not with such and such or blah, 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 blah. None of that. No Did strings hear attached. How she's just reading me right now. It, it just has she to be, what are your goals? <laughs> Because you can ask, asking you a question like this, you're going to be like, <laughs> you're going to base your goal based off of, you're going to pull it from somewhere. And I'm saying, don't pull. Like, just what is the goal? Okay. Um, you said for family? Yeah, for what, family. Like, what is the goal like for her family, future family? For what your future family would look like. Like me and like my little nigglets what your family unit would be my family unit yes that could that's a loaded question but we're gonna go with what i think you're talking about Mm -hmm. um in the future i would probably like ideally like to have a life partner hey and maybe like two the three little nigglets New nigglets. You know, little 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 brown babies that mm-hmm. look like me. Little little mini Adrians. Mm-hmm. You know, running around, around here. Bench pressing. 
You know, bench pressing, squatting, deadlifting, lunging, sprinting, whatever it is it takes for them to be the strongest people that they can be. Um, yeah, ideally, I think it would look like, like physically, it would look like that. Um, as far as like dynamic, it would be a very uh, loving environment, non judgmental environment within my family unit. It would be a, um, I would just, I don't know. I would just. It would just be a very loving and non, non-judgmental and progressive mm. type family. Oh, unit. so you gonna have some gender X? No. <laughs> so we don't understand what the fuck that means. No disrespect We're working to on it. We're working does. on it. We are really trying to figure it out. We've been like googling and everything. Cause I'm looking for the Netflix documentary. If anybody YouTube wants to explain it to me, y'all can leave it in the comments because we don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think that's. What, I mean, in a nutshell, that's what it would look like. I would my. I mean, my kids would definitely be brown, so I would be with a brown person. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I would just, you know, I would just love on my kids and make sure that I'm, like, procreating with the individual who would also have that, like, that same mindset of, like, loving on their kids and loving on their kids and their kids' mother because, like, I can't, like I said, I would want a life partner, so I wouldn't want to procreate with somebody who is not going to be or potentially be my life partner Mm -hmm. because, that's not going to set up a good foundation for me and my family. Mm-hmm. Granted, I wouldn't also want to procreate with somebody who doesn't have good qualities mm-hmm. or good characteristics. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't associate myself with people who I don't believe have those good characteristics. Right. But you also have to learn people. Mm-hmm. And oh, that takes time. You It takes time. And you can, you know what I'm saying? So it's like there's so many factors that come into that. And that's mm-hmm. why I just feel like, Lord, please, Jesus, don't do this to me. <laughs> but, you know, it's, you know, it's all about life. It's all about choices. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, that, that's ideally that's what it would look like. But again, you tell my son, always be pulling. Mm-hmm. But. I have not found anybody that I want to procreate with. To that doesn't again. have anything to do with tomorrow, okay? It do, though. No. <laughs> it has everything no, to do with No, no. I'm old, girl. Oh, my goodness, girl. Listen, when you finally no. old, you're going to be smacking yourself. I'm old. For calling yourself old you know, now. I'm you're not. Auntie, auntie you're Adrian not. And you're not, honey. Auntie Adrian, you are not. Bitch. That's me. Oh, please. You not that ain't nobody really respecting because you're too young. <laughs> you know, she over here trying to tell me what to do. She only three years older than me, please. What? You just left college. I'm trying to hear listen, that. Listen, y'all. The only reason she's saying this is because she is in denial by how old she is. No, I am not. <laughs> I am blessed to be, to have made it through all of these years of my life. All years? All of these all years. All of these years. Which means years. that she's old. But honey, I know who Megan The Stallion is, and I know mm-hmm. that it's a hot girl summer, so <laughs> I'm out here. <laughs> and you know what makes me old? I did not know who Megan The Stallion was until yesterday, so... <laughs> Case closed. I learned about her from a podcast. <laughs> and Kenny is not messing with it. <laughs> Don't put Luca and High Girl in the same sentence. All right. Yeah. She is, though. That picture. Oh that picture. Oh, my God. That was hilarious, y'all. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I guess, I guess that would be my 
answer? Does that answer the question? It does. It it would. I like your answer. Oh, question. That's cute. Okay. So. Mm Hmm. What do you think your purpose is here on this on this earth? Oh. Ouch. And <laughs> oh my goodness. Ouch. My stomach. My and, soul. Um you know, I mean we can have many purposes, but you can just name maybe one and you know, do you feel like you're close to that purpose? Are you trying to work in that direction or just you know, where are you at in terms of um, what you believe your purpose to be here is. Hmm. Why did the ancestors send you here? I've been trying to talk to them every day to be like, yo, what do y'all, like, what do y'all want with me? Um, <laughs> Listen, keep talking to them to the answer, okay? Listen, I'm like, okay, so what's the real, what's the real answer here? Oh, um, that's a really good question, Kenny. Um, I wish I knew. Honestly, I do personally believe that I am, I was put on this earth to be an influencer um, of a greater... Not the Instagram type. <laughs> Not the Instagram. An Instagram influencer. I just knew it was me. <laughs> but... Baby, still in the podcast. You're in the background opening the refrigerator. Listen. With the ice cream. Listen, we niggas in here, so you know what I'm saying? <laughs> She, she and listen these are parents who okay. don't have time to be doing shit so right. I understand they understand it's I hard. might have a child to feed in the next 30 minutes I gotta get, listen, in, get in real quick she gotta do what she gotta do I understand at least I'm giving y'all a disclaimer this time <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah like I feel like like personally I feel like I am meant to be an influencer but like but not in a way where like I'm famous mm-hmm. in a way where I'm helping you know the people who are like the people of the community on a smaller scale as opposed to the people who can see me around the world granted that would be beautiful if I can influence people around the world but I just feel like the my talents have should not be gone unnoticed Mm -hmm. and my passion should not be gone unnoticed to the point where I should be able to influence people in a greater light Mm -hmm. I do feel like that's it now I don't know in which avenue that's supposed to be Mm -hmm. I have not manifested that yet but Mm -hmm. I do believe that that's my purpose on this earth and like I I do believe that people are on this earth until their purpose is fulfilled so since I'm still here I know that my purpose has not been fulfilled Mm so I'm you know, each day I'm just trying to figure out which direction I should be going. And I know which direction I shouldn't be going because I know it doesn't feel right. But at the same time, it's like I know all these other things that I'm good at, all these other things I'm passionate about. How to manifest those things, still trying to figure it out. Yeah, um, but the process. Yeah, that's, that's, I do feel like that's what my purpose is because I feel like in the grand scheme of things, I do have instances in my life where I experienced that influencing um, uh, experience <laughs> mm-hmm. for lack of a better word uh, I do experience that and I'm just like damn like people actually look at me for inspiration people look at me for influence mm-hmm. and it's like okay and these are all on things that I'm good at yeah. 
that I know that I'm good at and that I've that I've manifested in my life. So it's like, you know, I'm taking a responsibility mm-hmm. to and that and I, I want to say that I'm taking a responsibility in the sense that I just do what I know I'm good at mm-hmm. because I'm good at it and I know it's what I like to do. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like I'm getting that feedback from people saying that. Wow, like this is like very inspiring or whatever the case may be, and it's like okay, so that actually kind of helps me gravitate to where I'm supposed to be as opposed to where I am. Mm-hmm. So until that that purpose is fulfilled, you know, I'll just be, I'll be moving towards it. So I guess that would be what I think that my purpose is. For me, I'm still trying to figure out for me what's my you know what's my purpose. And that's gotta be. Even scarier, I, I would think, as a parent. Yeah. Like being a parent, and then like, damn, like what? What am I really supposed to be doing right now? Because I got two kids I need to raise, or one kid, or whatever the case may be, yeah. that I need to raise. So like, man, that's. But the thing is, it's like if you look at it, people have whole families, and they don't figure out what it is they really supposed to be doing until their families have like their kids have grown up and mm-hmm. gone to college. Yeah. You know, and granted, no, I'm sure that's not how you want things to be, but it's not like you're behind the curve. So, yeah, I definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't say put too much pressure on yourself about that. I mean, like, focus on being a good father, and I think everything else will fall into place. But, yeah, no, that's, that. it's just crazy. Like, it's, (laughs) it's really crazy to know that, like, people sometimes spend, like, a bunch of time on something that they think is for them. Meanwhile, it's something that's completely different that's out there that you're supposed to be doing, and that's what you're meant to be. Yeah. So, we all gonna figure this shit out one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I. That's all I can. That's all I can say about about the topic. So, yeah, that's cool, guys. Um, those are good questions. Honestly, like, it actually made me like think. And then we hours in the morning, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a good, good talk, good episode, good questions. I appreciate y'all doing this with me, with as, especially as tired as parents. Like, But, man, when I tell y'all, me and, uh, me and Ebony was chopping it up, and I was just like, yo, let me pull this mic out. <laughs> All right, so that's going to wrap up this episode. So this week's episode, I should say, of Last and Lessons. Uh, you guys can follow me on the gram at Last and Lessons underscore. Spelled exactly how it sounds. Leave a comment. I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, some other places that I can't think of right now because it's been a real long day. Um, but those are the main ones that you can find me on. If you want to leave me any comments, messages, ratings. Um, if they're good, of course, um, (laughs) do that. And yeah, that's it. I will see you guys when I see you next week, hopefully. Um, I apologize for anybody who's been looking out for our episode every week of the weeks because life, Mm -hmm. that's all I can say. (laughs) And as a new podcaster, it's been definitely a difficult thing for me to actually like sit down and do this. So once I get back into my rhythm, I'll definitely give you guys a little bit more content. But I appreciate y'all who've been rocking with me so far, thus far. In the meantime, guys, I want you guys to always have more laughs, drink a lot more water, drink water each and every day. Create a lot less stress and always be blessed, y'all. Peace.